0: telling all people hi from now on. I don't care if they know what it is or not. Right. Yeah, no. There's there's no reason not to. So, make of guys. Welcome to Chronicles of Fiction. Welcome where
1: we talk about fan fiction and fan fiction our lives. Sometimes, yeah, mostly Lord of the Rings. Mostly Lord of the Rings. Eventually, we'll branch out into other fandoms maybe possibly because Lord of the Rings is our lives. Is that that's a little too true to me it's this me to very is very, it's
0: very accurate
1: <laughs> uh, what is that meme i've never been so offended yes thing that i like totally agree with or is like completely accurate yes. <laughs> yeah yes. Mm, yes
0: so accurate oh
1: i forgot i was supposed to pull up the synopsis for the new lord of the
0: rings tv show oh yes While you speaking of the new Lord of the Rings TV show, um, I was listening to Unexpected Podcast, like we talked about last episode, because it literally has consumed my life for the last two or three days. But they made a point, and well, they were talking about the Amazon Lord of the Rings, and they, uh, you know, made the point of like, you know, Amazon has the money to produce something beautiful, magical, and great. And But they were comparing it to like, you know, like the budget that Netflix normally has and stuff like that. And I was it kind of got me to thinking, you know, I think if Netflix had gotten it, I feel like they would have gone a more generalized fantasy route, whereas Amazon, they can afford to make a show for. For Lord of the Rings fans alone, I hope so. Um, as opposed to needing to slash wanting to make one that's going to appeal to everyone.
1: That's true. That's you a know? really good point. I hadn't thought about that.
0: They have a they are their shows like The Boys, The Tick. Um, their shows are so good, but they are geared towards a very specific audience, and they're completely okay with that.
1: That's good to know, because I really don't watch a whole lot on Amazon. Um, yeah. So, I don't really know.
0: I don't watch as much as, like, the ones that I have watched, I've thoroughly enjoyed. Some of the movies that Amazon Studio has made, I have loved. Um, but it, it did, it got me to thinking, I was like, they're they're going to be able to make this for Lord of the Rings fans and not, like, Netflix would do it for a more general audience. Yeah. You know, it's a
1: really good point, and I really hope that they do it for Lord of the Rings fans and not try and get all of the Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they're gonna come over anyway. Like it's still the same genre. Yeah, like, it's not a stretch. But you don't have to. I hope they don't do like the same feel because Lord of the Rings isn't the same. No, not not like, at all. At all. So I'm a little nervous. Not gonna lie. Um, I am mostly afraid that there is going to be adult content that (laughs) is, is fine in shows like Game of Thrones, I feel like it fits, and I think there's plenty in the book, but I don't feel like Tolkien would appreciate that, and I feel like Lord of the Rings has a younger audience.
0: Yeah.
1: you get into Lord of the Rings at the age of, like, 10, 12...
0: 13 but you also have you know like our like us who are adults now I don't I I agree with you like I also don't want a lot of adult content um I don't think that there necessarily will be um but you know
1: I'm fine if it alludes to the fact like if it kind of like does the Flintstone thing where they go (laughs) like, like that kind of like that doesn't bother me at all but I don't know We'll see. Um, this is the official synopsis. Um, it says Amazon studios forthcoming series brings to the screens for the very first time, the heroic legends of the fabled second age of middle earth's history. This epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, and will take the viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged and fell to ruin unlikely heroes were tested hope hung by the finest of threads and the greatest villain that ever flowed from tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness beginning in the time of relative peace the series follows an assembled cast of characters both familiar and new mm-hmm. as they confront the long feared re-emergence of evil to middle earth from the darkest depths of the misty mountains to the majestic forests Of the elf capital of Linden to the breathtaking island kingdom of Numenor to the the furthest reaches of the maps, the map, these kingdoms and characters will carve out legacies that live on after they are gone. So, super excited to see Numenor. I think that's going to be awesome. Um, I do this gives me hope <laughs> yes because um and i think and i think a lot of people are thinking the same thing that it's going to follow caleb Rimbore and the forging of the rings yeah um yeah. which i think would be a solid start because it would it's be something familiar but there's a lot of there's a lot of um lore already there so you're not making up a bunch of stuff yeah um i mean you gotta fill
0: in the gaps but that's fine and it is how you connect it to yes. our existing franchises. Yes. yes. You know? Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. And with him saying that it's going to be a drama, I think we're going to probably have a lot of, um, you know, like in, uh, is it The Hobbit? I believe where they, uh, Gandalf and Sauron and, um, or Saruman, um Lady Gladwell at Elrond, you know, they have that little council, and it's kind mm-hmm. of like, eh, this is not our problem, and this is more your problem, and why are you worried about it? And I'll, I think I think we're going to have some of that, as far as, like, you know, you're going to have talk of this evil forming, and yeah. and some elves being like, this is not our problem, blah, 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 like, so I think we're going to have some of that drama, but I don't think so much, like, adult content, I don't think. I hope not. This, this gives uh, me, this gives me hope. Um, yeah
1: because i am afraid that they're going to um bring in a lot of original characters rather than sticking with more of tolkien's characters which if done well if done right could be okay but and i think yeah. once they get a couple seasons under their belt then we'll be more willing to branch off into yeah that but yeah. we'll see. I'm excited. Um, do we have a
0: we don't have a date yet, do we? Um, I don't think so. I'm I was thinking fall of this year, but uh, oh, don't hold so to see that. A lot of things getting a lot of things that were supposed to come out this year are still getting pushed back to twenty twenty two. So That's um bad. yeah, so I am not sure. I am excited. I'm gonna watch it with an open heart, open mind, because um, you know, at the end of the day, we're getting to go back to Middle earth, which I truly it is why i cried in the theaters at the end of the hobbit i thought that was truly it for us oh. we we're never going to get to visit this cinematically again oh. and you know everyone's you know the you know the lord of the rings and the hobbit movies they were peter jackson's interpretation of it yeah. and um while he did so good and remained true to like 85% of it you know, I I just I, I have to go into this Amazon thing with some trust that they are also going to do that, but they also do have some right to some creativity yeah. in it. Um, so I'm going to go into it over heart, over mind. We'll see. Um, um, big news.
1: Um, they are re-releasing Lord of the Rings into IMAX theaters. <gasps>
0: Uh, when?
1: Uh, like in the next. I think it's either already happened or in the next week. Oh, like now, because you know they re- they just redid them to make them all look better. Right. Well, now they're putting them, and it's not the extended. So big sad on that. Ah, uh, see, <laughs> don't I don't think anyway. I, I, they haven't said. I think maybe we should create a little bit of an uproar and be like, we want the extended. <laughs> we'll pay double or whatever. I don't know. I'd pay double. Yeah, um, I would. Yes, but. That's all I've ever wanted. I mean, right? I, right. Just to be able to get that theater experience.
0: Could you imagine experiencing Helm's Deep? Oh my gosh. In, in yes.
1: theater. Like Vigo Mordensen as the on, on a big screen.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's why I enjoyed The Hobbit so much because it was my first time getting to experience Middle Earth in that way on the big screen. Yeah you know um and it just it does there is something say say what you will there's something magical about experiencing a movie like that on a big screen in a sure. movie theater yeah. there is absolutely something magical about it i'm totally but concerned. yeah i'm I, excited
1: that i read that it, it popped up on like on google feed <laughs> and i was like this can't be real and then i was like and now i'm looking at it, it's like showtimes and then it's showing lord of the ring the fellowship of the ring uh-huh. and um uh i guess the return of the king is february 18th so Ooh, okay i don't know two towers will be in there somewhere yeah but i'm here for it i can't i i need to see them on the big screen
0: yeah that's that's exciting yes that is so exciting well, alright. Should we jump into our chapter oh, today? Because, wait. um... Not yet. Oh, wait. Our... Our, our, our elf. elf...
1: Okay, so this is a phrase. Um... A phrase? A phrase. Okay. Um, E-N-F name. And it means, my name is... And then you fill in the gap. <gasps> okay, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> How do you spell this? So it's spelled... I Okay.
1: And then the second word is E N I T H. So that's Nf. Okay. And then nien is spelled n i n m i n n as in Numenor.
0: Okay. So I in it mean mean because I is- are oh, pronounced Oh e. yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're pronounced E. E n s mean.
1: E n s mean wawa it sounds so dumb
0: <laughs> so it's it's my name is right yeah okay my name is so I could greet someone and be like oh Meg Govanin, is that it Meg Megovanin. Meg Govanin. Ian
1: Elizabeth yes I know this is taking me back to when I was like 16 and was like really delving into this and I was like Brianna I can talk in Elvish, and then I would say stuff like that and she'd be like, whatever, and walk away.
0: But I still thought it was cool. Amazing. Me Glovenin, Ianithmin, Elizabeth. Oh my god. Yes. I need a better oh, right. I need a better name. So
1: now we have to and we have to start the podcast like that.
0: Nico Lyman
1: Ianithmin, Sierra. Yes. <laughs> I love this so this much. This is great. This is going to become like my favorite e part. Me. Not even going to lie.
0: Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, e, e and, it's me. E and okay. it's me. And it just sounds so pretty. Can we just like. It does. Ah. It flows so beautifully yeah. off the tongue. Once you learn it, like. Ah. It flows so beautifully. This makes me happy. This makes my heart happy. <laughs> <laughs> me too. All right.
1: Anything else before we jump in? I don't think so. Oh, I guess we should probably talk about why we haven't talked about our week. Um, that, that's because it's only been about
0: 20 minutes. We haven't had a week
1: Yep, yet. pretty much. Um, <laughs> I am going to be actually going down there at the end of the month. So for the next couple of episodes, it'll be a week off. Because this one will post next week. This isn't making yeah. sense, is it? No. <laughs> uh,
0: We're recording a week ahead, basically, because we're going to be off one week in February. We're still going to upload an episode. We will just not be recording that week uh, because she is coming down. uh, She's coming home for a little while, but not long enough for us to carve out an hour, just the two of us to record um, because there's a lot of family that she has to see while she's down there. Plus, she's actually down here on business. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I won't explain
1: things anymore.
0: There is good. Uh, Up until starting like the first weekend in March, we'll be back like recording day of that we're uploading. But until then, it is going to be about a week off. So yeah, nothing's happened in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, nope.
1: (laughs) Oh, she (laughs) sent me the yum yum casserole recipe.
0: I did. I sent (laughs) you the yum yum casserole, and I sent it to our brother. Oh, and I made honeymoon stew last night, and oh my. God, it was so. Was good. it? I don't
1: feel like I. I don't remember really liking it. Wasn't there?
0: Um, I don't understand how anyone in our family liked it because <laughs> it's made with salsa. Like that's the oh, main right. ingredient with the beef. So I'm like, how did anyone in our family like this? Apparently, I don't think anyone really did. I think it was our dad that liked it, and that's why I, it like fell out of our. Rotation. I think
1: you're right because once Mama quit cooking, Uh-huh. we you were like, nah, that, that's that's if we're gonna cook, we're not making that.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But now that I'm older and my taste buds are more refined
1: <laughs> You can appreciate it. It actually
0: it's really good. It definitely tasted like memories. Like it tastes it tastes like childhood That's great. Yeah, that's pretty great. All right, guys. Well, since we left off on a cliffhanger, we will go ahead and jump in on yeah. this. that's um, real. Y'all all are- had to wait a week. Yeah, no, real. <laughs> um we are reading the fan fiction book of Tooks and Brandy Bucks by Idril underscore Telkontar, um, and this is Chapter Three Three's Company, which, by the way, if I remember correctly, is the title of Chapter Three in uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, it is. <laughs> which is just that's great. brilliant. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was that's what a great little um, great little tidbit. I love it. All right. So uh, they, Faramir and Gobby, um, are Merry and Pimpin's sons, and they have gone off into the old forest to look for wives. They've been there for a couple hours. They fell asleep for a while. The trees were kind of grabbing at them, like trying to keep them there, because they do not like hobbits. And uh, when they wake up and break free, they hear screaming. And as it turns out, Gobby's sister, who I think obviously is his twin sister, because it said he was only three minutes older than her. Um, she is, uh, in the forest and they hear her screaming. They don't know what's wrong. That's where we left off at. <coughs> Fairmere found it hard to keep Gobby in sight as he tore through the forest searching for his sister. The little hobbit could run faster than he thought. His own legs were burning and threatened to buckle underneath him, still smarting from the tight bonds of the roots. Gabi raced ahead and screamed at the top of his voice for Mirabella, each syllable dripping with panic. Fairmere's own heart was in his mouth and a cold dread filled him. Mira! Famer finally caught up with his friend as he came to a halt before a large elm tree, staring with wide eyes at the low-hanging branches and the little figure entangled within them. Mirabella looked terrified. Her arms and legs had been seized by long, trailing branches and pulled apart so that she hung in the branches like a spider caught in a web. Her face was ghostly white in the dim light, and her face was a mask of fear. Her bright eyes, usually so confrontational, were now wide and afraid. She jerked her head as she saw them. ''Help me!'' she screamed, tugging fruitlessly at the branches she was caught by. ''It's going to rip me apart!'' Gobby immediately leapt towards the tree, though precisely what he had in mind, Fairmere doubted either of them knew. But as Gobby approached the tree, a long, snaking branch reached from behind the trunk and lashed the air threateningly before his face. The crack sounded like a whip in the, in the still forest. Unfazed Gobby tried another route, and another, his little face growing pinker and pinker in the effort it took to avoid those lightning-quick branches. Do something, Mira yelled, her eyes met Fermir, who had remained frozen at the far side. Don't just stand there, jerked out of his horrified daze. Fermir also ran towards the tree and joined Gobby's side, who by now was nursing some small wounds from the vicious lashes of the tree. Fairmere looked all around, desperate to find any way out of the situation, anything that they had missed. A large rock was on the ground beside it, and clueless of what else to do, Fairmere quickly stooped down and scooped it up. He hesitated only briefly before aiming and lobbing the rock towards the tree as hard as he could. Gobby, seeing what he was doing, also searched the ground for rocks, stones, large branches, anything which could be used as a missile, and together they pelted the tree with all that they could find. But if the tree felt these attacks, it gave no sign. Its hold on Mirabella remained silent. His knife was still in his pocket, and Faramir fished it out, and as nimbly as he could, sprang forward to, sneak, to seek a root towards the tree through the flailing branches. The tree seemed to know what was coming, for its attacks became even more furious, and Faramir felt the twigs and branches of the tree tear at his exposed flesh with relentless ruthlessness as they sought to wrap their way around his own ankles and wrists. Twice, he only noticed just in time the creeping tendrils beginning to get a tight grip of his flesh before he shook them off. Gobby yelled as loud as he could and ran at the tree from the other side, drawing away some of its attention. Not much, but enough for Famir to finally get close enough to the tree trunk to touch it. Without pausing, he threw himself into the branches of the tree and began to clamber up it, clamber up it and edged along the ancient boughs to where Mirabelle was caught. The tree knew he was there and tried to shake him off, but Faramir held tight. Took's always were good at climbing trees. Another slightly elfish thing maybe? Mm. From my theory from my theory last time, just <laughs> saying maybe there's a little bit of elfish blood in this Took line. <laughs> By straddling the branch he was on, By straddling the branch he was on, he was able to slide himself along to a spot above Mirabella, and gripping tightly with his knees, he hung down, knife in hand.
1: Wait. Wait. Fury. Um. Going off of that. With elves. Sorry, I don't mean to, like, totally interrupt, but I'm gonna lose. No,
0: you're
1: good. What if it's more... Okay, because we know that um... there are men who have elvish blood because of mm-hmm. what if they are more linked to them rather than directly the to elves. It. Maybe. Because I don't know if it makes I don't know how that would work between an elf and a hobbit. I mean, it could, but I think like it's a lot less likely than a man yeah, that's and true. a hobbit. Or a woman that's because true. we're not sexist here. <laughs>
0: uh i don't know i'd have to i don't
1: know that, that's just, that was just a thought
0: it is an interesting theory and you do there are parts of it that do come out in uh when you're reading about hobbits some of the things that they can do some of the abilities that mm-hmm. they have are slightly selfish yeah. you no Alright. Uh, by straddling the branch he was on, he was able to slide himself along to a spot above Mirabella, and gripping tightly with his knees, he hung down, knife in hand. Reaching out, he grabbed a handful of thinner branches and took his knife to it, hacking and slashing as powerfully as he could in a desperate attempt to free the frightened hobbit. Immediately, there came a sound of, there came a terrible sound of moans and screams, which almost seemed to come from within the tree itself, for Faramir felt that sound vibrate through his entire body, So powerfully, it made his heart skip a beat. This tree was in pain. The moment of hesitation was all it took, and Faramir found himself thrown from the branches like a hobbit from the back of a mad pony, landing with a heavy thud several feet away. All the wind knocked from his body. Fairmere rolled over, ignoring the pain from the bruises he had undoubtedly gained, and was only just in time to prevent himself from being grabbed by another branch from the elm. He looked up at the tree, and for the first time that day, real fear began to settle in his heart. Gobby, his face screwed up in determination, made one last charge at the tree, arms waving wildly. Let go of my sister, you overgrown weed. <laughs> what a great insult. Yes. Him. That's like calling yes. him out a worm. I love it. As it had several other times, the tree simply batted him aside as easily as a hobbit would swipe away a cobweb. But then it seemed that the branches had gone strangely rigid, and a deep keening sound came from within. Miraculously, the branches began to slacken, loosening their hold on Mirabella so much that she began to slip out of his hold. Heartened by this, Gobby had jumped to his feet once again and rushed forward to tug at his sister's leg from below until she fell with the crash on top of him, and they became, tan- they became a tangled mass of limbs upon the ground. Faramir, finally having gotten his breath back, seized both of them by the arms and dragged them to their feet and away from the elm tree, which had by now gone suspiciously still. The three of them, stumbling and staggering in their haste, bolted through the trees, leaping over fallen logs and dunking under low branches for several minutes until they came. Oh my goodness, the odds are getting real now, y'all. The three of them, stumbling and staggering in their haste, bolted through trees, leaping over fallen logs and ducking under low branches for several minutes until they came to a small clearing of grass and weeds from which they could finally view the sky. As one, the three, the three of them collapsed onto the soft grass and lay there without speaking, all silently agreeing to do nothing more than wait for their hearts to return to their original pace and their limbs to cease from trembling. Eventually, just as Faramir was beginning to feel decidedly chilly in the new breeze which had sprung up, Mirabella struggled to her feet and rounded, rounded on the two boys still spread-eagled spread on the ground. Her arms were crossed over her body and her face was scrunched in a deep scowl. The entire image would have been daunting if not for the ripped nature of her clothes and twigs and leaves tangled in her thick golden curls. You idiots, she screeched, eyes blazing. I almost died because of you. Outraged, Faramir also struggled to his feet. It wasn't us that got you tangled up in a tree, and you're welcome, (laughs) by the way. I would never have been here if it weren't for you two, she glared at Faramir and then at her twin, who was still slumped on the ground. This is by far the stupidest thing you've ever done. No one asked you to follow us, Faramir pointed out, crossing his own arms and frowning. Why did you? I wasn't about to let my brother go off alone, she replied, her face growing it's pinker you. by the moment. I didn't want him to get in trouble. It's you! Huh? <laughs> 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 With your friends. Fair- yeah, you're right. You're right. Faramir laughed loudly. The only one who got into trouble was you. Oh, really? The two of you look like you had your own little run-in with the tree. She looked meaningfully down at their own ripped clothes and cuts. How stupid could you be in coming here? No more than you? Stop this, Gobby stood up and looked between the arguing pair, hands flopping. We shouldn't fight. We wouldn't be fighting if you hadn't fallen here like a little puppy. Mirabella now turned her blazing expression on her brother. Why do you always have to do what he says? Gobby's expression of distress now hardened and he stuck out his lower lip. I do not. "'Yes, you do, Mirabella,' looked at him severely, though her eyes shone as though holding back a flood of tears. "'You always do, no matter how much trouble you get in. "'Trust you to ruin everything, Mirabella,' Faramir complained. "'He turned away from her and readjusted the pack on his back, which had come loose in their fight. "'You're no fun. Rather be no fun than dead,' she huffed. "'She pulled her cloak close around her, and it was then that Faramir saw she had come dressed in traveling clothes,' and had a small bag slung over her shoulder. He looked at these curiously, wondering why she had bothered if her only intended coming had been to drag them both back. He brushed himself off and turned around the clearing, trying to get his bearings. The sun had now sunk so low that he could no longer see it through the trees, and he had no way of telling which direction was which. To make matters worse, the light was fading rapidly, and with it, the reassuring warmth which had been with him all day. "'Come on,' he said to the other two, turning around and leaving the clearing the way they had come. "'We need to try and find where we were so we can find the path again.' Cursing Mirabella, cursing Mirabella, he headed back once more under the blackness of the trees, hoping against hope that he was heading in the direction he had come from. If they couldn't find the path, he didn't know how they would ever find their way out again. The other two followed him, though not without a grumble or two from Mirabella, and they walked silently behind him, jumping over logs and scrambling over rocks which blocked their paths. The further they went, the more unfamiliar everything looked to Faramir, and he paused more than once to look around him, trying not to let the other two see his confusion. Dow was gnawing at the pit of his stomach. The forest was now so dark he could barely see a few feet ahead. We need to stop, Gavi said, and he came to Faramir's side. His frightened eyes darted through the trees. It's not a good idea to wander around in the dark. I am not spending a night in this forest, Marabella announced. The trees will steal us away in our sleep. Will, no one ask you to come, Faramir snapped. His nagging doubt was growing, however. The animosity that seemed to accompany this forest seemed to increase as the light faded, and a part of him was afraid of what might happen if they tried to spend the night. Making up his mind, he dropped his pack to the ground. We'll camp here for the night, he said, trying to t- trying to best to take charge. We'll make a fire, and maybe that'll keep away anything dangerous. Uh- Fire, Godby looked doubtful well, do you-do you think the trees will be happy if we start burning things? Our fathers did it once before. fermier reminded him, as long as we don't hurt a tree, we shall be fine. We'll only use wood we find on the ground. We don't have an axe anyway. The other two did not object, and after fermier had gathered a small pile of broken twigs and branches on the ground, Godby got out his tinder box, and soon there was a little fire crackling away happily beneath the canopy of trees. The sight of the fire heartened all of them. "'and they gathered around in a circle, moving closer to feel its gentle warmth, fingers spread out gratefully. "'It almost looks like the trees enjoy it,' Mirabella murmured, her eyes on their surroundings. "'It's like they want to get warm, too.' "'Faramyr opened his mouth to offer a cynical remark, but stopped when he saw that it did appear as though she was right. "'It may have been a trick of the light, but the trees which surrounded them almost looked as though they were bending towards them, "'though not in the threatening manner of before.' Their branches waved softly, even though there was no breeze. They shared out a small meal of dried meat and bread with some dates for dessert and spread their blankets upon the ground. Despite his earlier fear, Gobby was soon curled up on the ground and fast asleep, his gentle snores half muffled by his blanket. Mirabella and Fairmere, however, did not sleep at first, but gazed long into the fire, both perhaps too unsettled to lie down. Fairmere glanced at her occasionally, seeing that she did likewise to him. He was more than a little annoyed with her. If she hadn't followed them, he and Gabi might not have lost their way and would now be saddled with an unwilling accomplice to their adventures. It would not now be saddled with an unwilling accomplice to their adventures. It could ruin everything. Yet, as angry as he was, he couldn't shake the sound of her terrified scream from his memory. He dreaded to think what would have happened if he and Gabi had not been close enough to hear. He found he could not look her in the eyes. Simmer, simmer, I can't say the word. Similarly, Simmer- yeah. Why does that sound? Why does that sound? I don't know, wrong, but it right? doesn't.
1: Simmerly, sim.
0: Simmerly. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> My brain is like, you know this word. She too seemed to be avoiding his eyes. He wondered what it was she was thinking of. Thanks. Femur's head jerked around in astonishment. Mirabella's, Mirabella's face had, had flushed. And she hugged her legs close to her chest, staring resolutely into the fire. For what? Mirabella turned to glare at him and shifted uncomfortably. For getting me out of there, of course, my parents raised me to be polite. Now stop rubbing it in. Oh, he said, and bit his lip uncertain how to process. Um, you're welcome. How did you do it anyway? Mirabella's embarrassment seemed to have been overridden by her curiosity. She peeked at him from behind her hair. One minute it had me, then it dropped. then it dropped me i don't know fairmere replied honestly i didn't think we were hurting it at all it just seemed to stop mirabella turned to face him fully now a little crease above her brow you mean it did it on its own maybe fairmere shrugged the trees here are strange maybe it realized we would get you eventually and decided to give up the other hobbit shook her head no that can't be it you said you weren't hurting it it must have been something else or maybe it was just worried what we would do. Famer puffed out his chest importantly. After all, it was three against one, and we had a knife. Marabella rolled, rolled her eyes. I wouldn't believe that if I were you. Big heads are no good in a crisis, my mother always says. Yes, well, your mother isn't here, and neither should neither should you be either. Fairmere grumbled, looking away. We were getting along fine before you came. Her... He heard her laugh aloud, and his mood darkened when she spoke again. "'What? Looking for antwives, you mean? You were spying on us.' Mirabella raised an eyebrow. "'I don't spy. No one's seen an antwife in centuries, you know that. You won't find one in an afternoon.' "'Says you,' Faramir said, lying down and settling himself beneath the blankets so that he would not have to look at her. "'You and all the other silly little girls can stay safe at home in your hobbit hole with your books and pressed flowers if you like, but there's adventures and discoveries to be made out there.' and I'm going to be the one that finds them. He said nothing more and closed his eyes, hoping to drift off into sleep, despite the hard ground underneath and the unnerving sounds he could hear from the trees around them, Mirabella's words had annoyed him, and he wished he had said nothing to her. They always seemed to end up fighting ever since they were little. It was the downside of being best friends with the twin. Annoyingly, the other one always wanted to tag along. Faramir had no patience for girls who wanted to spoil everyone's fun. When the three hobbits woke the next morning, it was clear they were in a very precarious position. Although the sun had risen, the forest was hardly more light than it had been at night, than it had been at nighttime. Every little light seemed to squeeze out, out of existence by the oppression of the trees which surrounded them. Even their voices seemed to fade away as though swallowed by some creeping menace beneath those leaves. They rolled up their blankets and shouldered their packs after a meager breakfast of some bread, which was more than a little stale. "'Gobby looked doubtfully at their stores and chewed his bottom lip. Lip. "'I don't think we have enough to last another day,' he said. "'We ate more than we should have yesterday.' "'I wonder whose fault that was,' Firmier said, eyes on Mirabella, "'who who immediately thrust her head in the air defiantly. "'Actually, I brought my own food,' she said, patting her own small little bag. "'Firmier ignored this and tried to ignore the grumbling of his stomach. "'He had known that adventures were troublesome things at times, "'and sacrificing a few good meals had been expected.' Still, it didn't make him feel any better. Let's go this way, he said, pointing off into the trees and walked out ahead more confidently than he felt. Who put you in charge anyway, Mirabella moaned, running to catch up. I'm the oldest. You're the youngest. Only by a few minutes. Mira, Fairmere's in charge, Gobby said wearily. It's his adventure. She protested. A stupid adventure. We're lost and running out of food. We should be going back, not forwards. You're welcome to go off on your own, you know, Fairmere snapped back. I'm not forcing you to come with me. Either find your own way back or stop complaining and come with us to find an Edwine. Mirabella fell silent, but he could almost feel the animosity of her glare boring into his back. He was glad she stopped speaking. Her arguments were almost making him doubt himself, and he needed to be certain. Their food was low, yes, but they had plenty of water, and he knew from his father that there were berries and mushrooms inside the old forest. They'd be all right. And as for finding their way back, that'd be no problem. All they had to do was keep traveling east. The morning beneath the trees of the old forest was dramatically different to the morning of yesterday's walks across the fields and wooded groves of the shire. The sun fought to find its way through the heavy canopy of leaves, and when it did, its light was unfriendly and cold. Then mists seemed to wreathe their way around the trees like streamers around the branches of the party tree, and he shivered more than once. The very air itself seemed heavy, and every breath felt like an effort. "'as though the combined strength of the forest "'was pressing down upon him "'and leaving him drowning in a sea of anger. they got on, on, on and on, "'going in no particular direction, "'all three keeping their eyes peeled "'for the sight of something moving between the trees, "'hoping against hope they might find an ant life "'before the day was out. "'The ground began to rise sharply, "'and they huffed and puffed "'as they scrambled up the incline, "'the top of the hill always seeming to be out of their grasp. "'As they climbed, "'they noticed the trees seemed to be growing taller "'and becoming thinner.' and the daylight seemed to increase until there was no longer a murky gloom surrounding them, but instead bright beams of light which enlightened their hearts. After an hour, the three hobbits set foot on top of the hill and stopped in astonishment as they saw the entirety of the forest laid out in front of them, as though they had stepped into a map. The forest was a blanket of dark green, interspersed here and there with tendrils of mist which lingered over the tops of the trees, like a dusting of flour on a cake. The sun was shining brightly on the mist, making them glow in a multitude of shades of orange-pink. A river could be seen snaking its way through the massive green, sparkling in the light of the rays which reflected off of it, making it appear almost mirror-like beneath the blue sky. Fairmere breathed out in admiration, and the despondency which had settled within him all morning at the lack of food and direction was blown away, as if the sun itself had lightened the darkest corners of his heart. His blood raced through his body, and his old excitement was back, there wasn't a sight like this in the whole of the shire, and he was here to see it as though it had been waiting for him all along. The puffing and panting of the two brainy books almost served to ruin the illusion, and Gobby soon threw himself on the ground, chest rising and falling heavily as he recovered from the steep from the steep climb. His face shone with sweat. Mirabella came to stand beside Verme and looked out of the forest, mouth hanging open, her eyes sparkled in the sunlight as they roamed over the sight before them. A strange expression came over her features, a wilder one than Faramir had ever seen before from her, and he half expected her to rush off down the hill into the unknown trees before them. Then it passed. I can barely see the high head, she said, turning on the spot and shading her eyes with her hands so she could see in any direction. We're further inside than I thought. Well, the endwives aren't likely to be at the border, are they? Fairmere said, rolling his eyes. We'll have to get right to the heart of the forest. The withy windle, Mirabella said, pointing towards the shining river. My father always said that the river valley was the queerest part of the wood where all the strange things come from. If there are ant wives here at all, that's where they'll be. Fairmere looked eagerly at where she pointed and grinned. And that's where Tom Bombadil is supposed to live as well. He's sure to know about the ant wives. We should find him and ask him. He remained standing where he was a moment, his excitement building, and then he narrowed his eyes and looked at Mirabella. I thought you didn't believe in ant wives. She avoided his eyes and shrugged. I didn't say that. Femir fixed his eyes on the withy windle and then turned and looked back at the now far distant dark line which was the high hedge. You should go back now if you want, he said to Mirabella, tightening the straps on his pack. But Gobby and I are going on. We are? Gobby's face was faint from behind Poor him, dude. where he still lay on the ground. <laughs> Poor Gobby. <Gabi. laughs> Mirabella also looked between the withy window and the high hedge. He could see the inner turmoil in her eyes, saw how she bit her bottom lip and twisted her hands, torn between safety and her brother. She finally turned away from the hedge and looked onwards, and her eyes seemed to sparkle anew, and a final expression came over her face. "'Let's go find an wife," she said, and set off down the hill, striding out far in front before Faramir had a chance to join her. She looked back and flashed him one last grin, a mischievous glint in her eyes, which he had never seen before. "'Maybe she'll crush you under her foot and teach you not to dismiss, silly little girls.' Farmer was stunned for a moment and stood still several seconds before following her, practically skipping to keep up. If he didn't know Mirabella as well as he did, he could almost swear she wanted to go on. It was several minutes later, after they'd almost reached the bottom of the hill, that they heard the faint sounds of Gabi tearing after them. Wait for me!
1: That's and great. That's I really like
0: her. Because um, I feel I like
1: she... I mean, clearly she wants to go, obviously. But I feel like there's a part of her that, even she though she's young, she has already kind of stepped into that, I must be the responsible one. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Taking care of her brother yeah. who just blindly follows, you know. And, and, but, and then all she's all able to she kind told. of, subco- she subconsciously
1: uses that as a way to get out. Be like, gosh darn it, I gotta follow these idiots. Yeah. No, I need to go. Uh-huh. So I there's Yeah. It's so it's so three-dimensional and I love it. It's
0: well done. Also, I just want to say that this little dynamic here it reminds me so much of um Hermione and Doesn't. Harry and Ron from Harry Potter. Yes, she is very much Hermione. Uh, Faramir is very much Harry Potter, and Gobby is very much. I need much to finish Bond, those. I love it so much. Very, very interesting uh, little dynamic that they have going on here. I think uh, I don't know if they end up coming in I contact with Tom. It would be very
1: interesting. What is a fourth age Tom Bombadil yeah. like? I mean, I guess he probably doesn't really care what age it is because been around for a hot second uh, i mean yeah but yeah very interesting i would love to see that i feel like he's not yeah. in enough fan fictions because like what do you do with him <laughs> right
0: right <laughs> do something but right. still do something <laughs> put him in something that was really good so yeah um, it was very very enjoyable i am still very very excited um i i do think it's interesting um in like in regards to like where they are and like what they're talking about i think it's interesting that she was caught by an elm tree because um in lord of the rings um is it farmer right. or someone someone there talks about seeing right. a walking elm tree and the theory ant-wife. being that maybe it had been an wife. yeah yeah. so i like that little uh that little tie-in right there um i that, that was yeah great. that's
1: i hadn't even i hadn't caught that at all
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, honestly, whether or not they find them, I my personal belief is that they are here, right? The because they're probably they don't want to be mean, scared still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and maybe they don't want to go back,
1: right? Right? Maybe because well, why reason. did they leave? They left because they wanted. I think they wanted gardens rather than to live in the forest. So they had all these gardens, but then the gardens yeah. were burned. So it's commonly yeah. believed, also, that they died in that, but not necessarily. I mean, it isn't canon that they died. It's just like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I could, I could very much see. You know, they're the ant wives and the ants, mm-hmm. and the ants want one thing, and the ant wives want something else. So they leave to do what they want to do. And that's taken away from them and, you know, I'm sure some of them did die, but maybe not all of them and the rest of them were just like, we're just going to stay here, you know, and basically kind of like how the ends did where they just became the forest yeah. and they was legend of them, you know, and they just, you know, that, that loss, that grief of the loss of what they had, what they built would could Mm -hmm. cause them to go into just, we're just going to exist here. And, you know, y'all could forget about our existence. So,
1: this is everything I love it.
0: (laughs) It is honestly, it really is. Just, I just want to spend the whole day talking about it. I miss, I didn't
1: realize how much I appreciate trees until I moved away from trees. Because, yeah, I live in the southern part of Michigan, and there's, well, there's nothing here for starters, but um, the trees are short. And skinny. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I miss having like the because like back home, like if you're going down 87, there's like trees that just like tower over the road. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like up here. I was shocked because because they have like this tunnel of trees, and maybe I didn't see the good part of it. I don't know. But we were driving, and he was like, and they were like, well, this is the tunnel (laughs) of trees, and I'm like, this just looks like normal. Um, but maybe, maybe the part where yeah. like the trees are massive, wow. massive, and I just didn't see that, so I, I, I won't. But um. no, probably not. Yeah, so I, I do appreciate the ants, because I really do, and miss the trees, I miss the yeah, miss the pines. There are pine trees here, but not like not like Raleigh area where it's like all pine. Is it right? Well, I think that's our state tree. I don't either. I honestly don't know. <laughs> You're just like, you know what? I am probably good.
0: That. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like it could be true. So, uh, but yeah,
1: okay. So, do you remember? Yeah. Can you still pronounce?
0: Okay. All right. Okay. I'm gonna try to do this without looking at it this time. Okay. okay. No, e- the first e- part e- was e- right. No, that was wrong. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Yes, e anith mean e it mean. Yep, e anith. You got mean. it. All right,
0: I'm gonna put an e over here. E it mean. May go Yes, e anith mean. You did,
1: you did it. I did
0: it. I did it. Okay, so next time, um, yes, it needs to be goodbye. Yeah, I gotta delve into that more. Um, I think that would be a good one because. The
1: one that I know is technically Quinya, not singutine, but I can't find a Singing version, okay. so we might just move away from that. I don't know. I'll, we'll see.
0: I guess not. Do they just I not know. say goodbye? I might not.
1: I don't I mean, know might I'll, I'll have to, But yeah, I will I will see what I can find. Awesome. Yes. There's actually I found a Quizlet. Her elvish, which makes me so happy. It's like that's the only nice. time I ever want to be on that site. Flashcards.
0: <laughs> but that's amazing. All right. Well. It is about time for me Mm -hmm. to hop off and go watch The Hobbit. Just from one Tolkien thing to the other. I get to maybe paint my bathroom.
1: Yeah, well, it's like this. that
0: sounds fun too. My apartment
1: walls aren't white. They're like a tan. But they have green undertones. Yeah. Which you can't see unless you put something green next to it. And I have these pictures in the bathroom that have green ah. in them, and which I want to keep in there, but it just it just looks bad. And there's like tile in the bathroom, like a couple of them that have like really green undertones. So just kind of all the green is being brought out in this brown. So yeah. I want to go in and paint it with like a good white. I
0: wonder if someone. I wonder if whoever lived there before you painted it green and then maybe had to paint I it could- tan. And they just, maybe they just it, didn't yeah, get just it not like covered good, well. It's not the best very color. interesting. It's fine in like the
1: bedroom, like where I'm at now, but the bathroom just needs, because there's no windows in there either. So there's no natural light to help situation. So, uh, and yeah. we didn't have to put a deposit down. Yeah. So if I paint that white, I don't have to paint it back because we're not going to anything. <laughs> so, that's, plus it'd be an upgrade. That's true. Like, I think all apartments white? should be white.
0: This should be white. Yes. Yes. I Ours is white, but what I love about ours, and one of the reasons that I liked it so much, is all of our trim and then, like, our doors, like, our closet Ooh, doors, like they're all too. dark gray. So yes it gave it it gave us the accent color without yeah. it being just completely beige all the way around like boring beige so but yeah i agree let just let let us decorate right colors right because then like I've, i like
1: painted like color accent color walls is. blue but it would have looked much better if the other walls were white and it truly really an accent wall for that but right. Yeah,
0: right.
1: That's the- well we are right. not work play it, so we're gonna have to speak English, which is lame. I'm
0: off the paint. I <laughs> know, oh, which really sucks. Um, but thank you guys for listening, sticking with us for a couple more episodes. Yes. Um, it has it's been so been fun really being back. Really I've been like wanting is, to wake uh... up
1: on Sunday mornings, which, which is a new. It's because <laughs> not, not like me. but you know, Friday like nights it. are the best because you just got off work and you have the whole weekend to look forward to saturdays are great because it's the beginning and yeah. you still have an extra day and then sundays is just like that time that you know monday is coming yeah and it's big sad yep now
0: of a yeah that is true yeah i've 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 enjoyed just getting to live in this tolkien world through the week whether it's you know research reading ahead or got, diving into unexpected podcasts again like I've enjoyed being able to live in that and then having this. Yeah, every and then week, we can talk about um, it and it helps me to stay in it.
1: That's been really great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we can learn Elvish. Yeah, for sure. Me too, honestly. Yes, it's like a I'm, real, I'm so because the last time I delved this. into it, um, it was just for the purpose of writing fan fiction. Um, but I couldn't write, I wasn't going to write like whole paragraphs yeah. in Elvish. It was just going to be phrases here and there. So I kind of just reused the same ones right so i'm very excited um follow us on if you haven't already chronicles of fiction on instagram also on wattpad um you can find me at sylvan underscore lf on wattpad um and we also have an email cof we like to talk (laughs) at gmail.com what were we thinking with that email
0: but, um, i really don't know that's a terrible uh, i don't i don't know but send us an email let us know what you think of the episodes um if you're listening to us on spotify i don't give know us it. i don't know how does that work star ratings i don't know i think know. it I helps most if you i terrible i don't know do whatever you want to do i have no idea but hey download email. leave us a star leave us a review email us Tell us that you love yeah. it, hate it, <laughs> whatever. Don't tell us you hate uh, it, we can't. It. It. That might be
1: true. Um, yeah, if there's anything else you would like us to read, I know we're going to finish this, and then we are thinking about delving back into... Am I saying it right? Delving? Mm-hmm. Diving? Okay. I
0: think so. <laughs> <laughs> Into Sands of Rune.
1: But then we don't really have anything planned or set in yeah. stone after that. So
0: yeah so if you have a fan fiction that you love that you wrote that you want us to read uh send it to us if you if there is a ter- certain time period or story that you would Absolutely. like your fan fiction on let us know maybe we can find one um so thank yeah just uh much. let us and know we will and thank you for talk listening to you next week yes
1: Bye. officially next week
0: all right guys we'll see